Greetings, Celtica Radio listeners. Christopher Ross with Dispatches from New York. A little bit different today. As some of you may know, I produce the podcast Booksmart with Douglas Day. And Douglas is going to call in today to the show. And we're going to have a little conversation about season two of Booksmart. Douglas, you there? Douglas Day. How are you, Mr. Ross? I'm good, Douglas. How are you? How was your summer? Hot. But tell me, Mr. Ross, what are your plans for season two of Booksmart? Yes, Nigel. You have a call, sir, online for, sir. Douglas Day. The man with the hat. Right. I wore a hat. A blue hat in Oxford years ago. Mr. Ross, have you decided on what you're going to write for season two? I have almost decided, Douglas. Um, I'm thinking about writing a screenplay about John Jervis. John Jervis, who, why? John Jervis was the chief engineer of the Croton Aqueduct, which was completed in 1842. 41 to 42 miles of underground and some overground tunnel built by Irish emigrants that delivered fresh water that was dammed from the Croton River, 41 miles north of Manhattan, into the city of Manhattan, which was in desperate condition for fresh drinking water. Mmm, sounds interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, obviously on symbolic levels, water is very important to cleanse, purify, relieve, hydrate. Without water, obviously, we would perish. Timely indeed. We look forward to your screenplay about Mr. John Jervis, chief engineer of the Croton Aqueduct. Completed in the year 1842, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'll make sure to get you the exact date um, once the screenplay begins. Mm. We look forward to it, Mr. Ross. Nigel? Yes, sir? Are you ready for your poem? Yes, sir. This is a poem by Nigel, written in 2003 in Oxford, a study in Joyce. It's called Doomsday. Agnes Dei Kitolis Bacata Munde Misere Nobis. O Lamb of God that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Agnes Dei Kitolis Bacata Mundi Dona Nobis Pachem. O Lamb of God that takest away the sins of the world, grant us thy peace. Silence is kept. Thou whose almighty word chaos and darkness heard and took their flight. I saw one on the street, Charles Henry Higgins, July 1940. Yes, the individuating rhythm moved like clockwork. The square of the roses hung down by the trees. Please, John, the burly young man wept. Don't take me off this mission. Twelve, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. 
One after the other in the cover of darkness separated by a minute the greatest feat in the history of the military, but it was all in French. It was all in French. Jesus, the French had nothing to do with it. It was us and the Brits and the Canadians, but it was all in French. No one expected this. Six gliders, six landings, scot-free except for Breckenridge. First man killed in the invasion, 1221. Caught a stray bullet through the neck as they were taking the bridge, pitch dark, lucky shot. The man said, Oh, God, not Breckenridge. He was the best of us. Second lieutenant, second in command. But that's how it happened a minute apart. But it's all in French. The Academy loves you, ladies and gentlemen. They want you to dance. The gliders needed to be lightened. The burly boys were crying to their leader, John Howard. Oh, John, don't leave me here. They wept. The Germans were waiting, mowing them down as they came onto the beach. The rangers got to the cliffs. The rangers, can you imagine, scaled the cliffs with the Germans shooting down on them. How high were the cliffs? A hundred feet. Straight up with the Germans shooting down on them, they still scaled the cliffs. The blackbird sees more things than I can. The blackbird sees the blackbird, the black. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. More than me, the Polish conscripts guarded and forced to fight by the Germans. The GIs would approach the pillboxes and would listen for the sound of one shot. One shot and then silence. The Poles had taken out the Germans and were now free to move about the continent. They went back to their women in Warsaw and Gdansk. They raised children, they had families, they put up walls and windows and other various forms of gates. And it was 3.10 in the morning and the bus driver would not go. We had to go, we had to go, we had to catch a ferry, we had to go said he was taking his break, 45 minutes. And on the schedule it said he was to leave at what time? 3.10. 3.10? 3.10. But he was taking his break? Yeah. And what time was it now? 3.10. And it took them 100 effing pounds to get a cab down to the ferry. D Company, Commander John Howard, Six gliders, three for each bridge. Shells bounced off pill boxes. Hitler was sleeping. Patton was bold. Two hundred pounds. Blackbirds, rangers, cliffs, and bullets. When the clock strikes one, the bells ring only once. Thank you, Nigel. You're welcome, sir. Mr. Ross, what did you think of Nigel's poem? I liked it. I, I always like Nigel's poetry. Indeed. Well, as I said before, Mr. Ross, we look forward to season two of Booksmart with Douglas Day. 
and your eventual screenplay based on John Jervis. Toodaloo. Take care, Douglas. This has been another episode of Dispatches from New York with Christopher Ross, Celtica Radio, fans all over the world. Peace.